Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Good morning, Robbie. Where'd you come from? I don't know. I just walked up here. I think my mom. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Robbie's got a, got a few words for us this morning, and he's going to be leading us in communion a little later as well. Well, good morning, everyone. I am not Pastor Eric. (laughs) Um, Pastor Eric is on vacation, a well-deserved vacation, so I just want to encourage you to continue to pray for him and his family. They will be back next week. I'm looking forward to it, getting back to the book of Acts. Um, But in the meantime, I'm excited that you are here this morning with us. God's got a purpose and a plan for you being here today, and I'm so glad that you can be a part of what God is doing here at Hillside. So just a few announcements uh, before I introduced our guest speaker this morning. Um, Ronnie should have passed out one of these bulletins to you, or Don should have passed one of these out to you. Please make sure and read that. I just want to highlight a few things that kind of stood out to me. Um, number one, Pastor Eric is starting a new series on Wednesday night, November 2nd, the Christmas Experience Bible Study. Come and be a part of that if you're available on Wednesday nights. And the other thing that I noticed, Sunday, November 13th, we're going to have a fellowship dinner. I don't know about you, but I love fellowship dinners because it's a chance to eat, first of all. (laughs) But it's a chance mostly that we can get to know each other a little bit better. So if you're new to this church or don't know very many people, I encourage you to come and participate um, in that fellowship dinner. Be a great time to get to know people and encourage somebody in their relationship with God. So the rest of the announcements, I just want you to make sure and read them, um, and you've got that for you to do. Well, this morning, I am excited because we have a special guest speaker. Jackie is so excited to preach. (laughs) Let me tell you, (laughs) this will be the second time that she's going to share with us this morning. I'm looking forward to it. So, Jackie, will you come and share God's word this morning? I would. Do we want to? Do we want to pray for Nick now? Well, good morning, everybody. I just want to take this time to thank our worship team for their talents and helping us prepare our hearts for Jesus. And a special thank you to Robin, who has been elected to be my helper for this service um, and keep me on the narrow, straight path. So here we go. Um, Again, good morning, everyone. I'm so excited to be upstairs with all the big kids. That's all of you. That's awesome. And this is round two for me. I just want you to remember that you are all children of God, no matter what your age is. Even my good friend, Miss Jean, who's 96. 97. All right. On this special day, we honor God by focusing our attention on missions and communion. Now, I'm sure some of you are wondering what this big, happy, yellow and orange barrel is doing up here. Well, it's our missions program for children. It's called Buddy Barrel. Okay, kids, are you ready? Any kids could be even Miss Jean. Um, What does BGMC stand for? Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. You said that amazing. All right, so this is a program that we use. We have a buddy barrel. Deliver money to missionaries. 
they packed up their, all their belongings in barrels and got on a boat and shipped out and probably stayed on that boat for about three months before they got to go share Jesus with the people that they were supposed to. But I'm sure on the way, they were sharing it on the boat with lots of people. So that's how we got Buddy Barrel as our significant collection agent, all right? So now, for those of you who are new to our church, I have a video that will explain what BGMC is. If you could play that, please. What is BGMC? BGMC stands for Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. BGMC challenges kids like me to make a difference in the world by praying, giving, and maybe someday going. BGMC taught me how much God cares about people who don't know Him. Once I understood what Jesus did for all of us, I wanted to help. I learned that one great way to help is to pray. With so many people needing to hear about Jesus, I learned that my prayers really do make a difference in the world. Missionaries go and tell people about Jesus, and that can cost money. Kids earn money in lots of different ways. That money goes to send missionaries to tell people about Jesus and to help poor people around the world. Where does BGMC money go? First, kids put their money in buddy barrels and bring them to church. The church sends the money to the National BGMC office in Springfield, Missouri. Then, BGMC gives it to the missionaries around the world and in the United States. Let's go to the country of Guatemala and see what BGMC is doing there. In Guatemala, BGMC money is going to a medical clinic. That money buys medicine, bandages, dental supplies, even eyeglasses. There's also a big meeting tent where people learn about Jesus. Wow, people get medical help and at the same time they learn about Jesus? How cool is that? Now, let's go to Africa. BGMC helped a missionary buy bunk beds and blankets for poor kids in Kenya. They had no place to live, and now they have a home where they're loved and taken care of. They also get their own Bible and learn about Jesus. Okay, how about going to the Philippines? Did you know that all over the world, kids die because they don't have enough food? Because of BGMC, kids like these have enough food to eat. Missionaries make sure the kids know about Jesus, too. All over the world, people are being helped because of kids like you and me, missionaries, and BGMC. BGMC built a Christian TV tower in Malawi. Kids like you and me have helped dig water wells all across Africa. BGMC bought snowmobiles for pastors in Russia. The money we raise has helped buy goats, pigs, and cows to help poor farmers get started raising animals. Bibles are being printed and given away in lots of languages. Pastors get to go to Bible school because of BGMC. Wow, the dimes, quarters, and dollars we put in those buddy barrels really do go around the world. So you might as well believe it, kids are playing a big part in telling people about Jesus all over the world. We can pray, we can give, and we can go. By filling up buddy barrels, we can help missionaries tell people about Jesus. By learning this stuff as kids, we have our whole lives to be a part of what God is doing around the world. There are lots of good reasons for us to pray and give, but I know one reason that's really important. It'll make Jesus happy. I'm glad I know Jesus as my friend, and I want to tell others so they can be his friends too. I don't know about you, but I think BGMC is pretty awesome.
we are giving to our world and across the nation, God has given each of us a job to do. We find it laid out for us in Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Next slide, please. Thank you. Then God said, or Jesus said, sorry, Jesus said to the 11 disciples who had left Galilee going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told the disciples, I have been given all authority in the heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all of my commands that I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of, end of age. All right, I hope you please do something for me. I'm going to ask you to do an activity with me, but it's not. Nobody has to do anything too drastic because um, we are in children's church today, everyone. So here we go. Please open your hearts and minds. Watch, observe, and join in at this time with worship. Gentlemen, could you please play These Are the Days of Elijah? Illustrate, let me find where I am. <clears throat> All right, so that was an amazing to watch, wasn't it? You saw those gentlemen standing, gentlemen, ladies, standing at attention, very still crowd. But as it went on and on, their hearts grew and they gave an opening to God. And seeing how our church family opened up to see something new, I use this video to illustrate transformation that will help happen when you open your heart and allow Jesus in. How often do we allow ourselves to be opened up? Through a song, prayer, thoughts, through a kind word, or even a smile, to give to someone or even to take that when somebody gives it to you. That small gesture can open someone's heart to Jesus. 
What does Jesus tell us about God's heart? He tells us a lot. We're going to look at a Bible story in a little bit different way today. Could you please show us that video? The Miracle of Mercy, the Good Samaritan. This is Jesus, who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. You see, when Jesus was on earth, he wanted everyone to know what God thought about things. So he took every opportunity to teach people about God's heart. <clears throat> One day, a religious expert stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? <laughs> what does the law say? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> right. All right. Do this and you will live. Wait. The man then asked, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. <laughs> They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. <laughs> By chance, a priest came along. <laughs> but when he saw the man lying there, Ugh, yuck. he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. La 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la, whoa! Another man who worked in the temple who was called a Levite walked over and looked at him lying there. He's out. Uh, huh? But he also passed by on the other side. Then a Samaritan came along. Uh. Samaritan acted with them. But when the Samaritan soothed his wound, then he put the man and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and took him to an inn, where he took care of him. One room, please. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. All right, with sharing Jesus with others, which person are you? Are you the neighbor who walks away? or the person who gives help and service to others with God's heart? Or do you think you are like those two um, gentlemen in the beginning of the story? You're all that in a bag of chips. You think you're too good, you're too holy, you don't have time, or you will not put yourself in a position to help someone else. But if they were someone from, but people think, oh, but if it was someone from my house, someone from my neighborhood, my church family, I might stop and help them. But God put us here to help and serve others, to have a servant's heart. The Samaritan chose, chooses to look at the person in need as one of God's children. He could have focused 
the, on the idea that this person had looked down upon him because of where he lived and who he was. But he chose to follow the heart, his heart, and share God's love. Each of us needs to take a moment to think of our own hearts and thoughts. What kind of neighbor are we? All right, everybody. It's one of my favorite times in children's church. It's activity time. Don't worry. You don't have to do too much. If you could, please find a basket at your area. You need one heart per person, please. So if there's any kids, if you could help out by passing the baskets around or the hearts out, that would be great. You don't have to worry about what, what's on it. I got some fun papers for you, but that doesn't really matter. Okay, if everybody could put their paper heart up in the air for me. Okay, my helpers, if you see if there's somebody in need of a heart. Okay, could somebody get um, Ron and Miss Dawn out in our foyer area because they are serving God right now? And don't forget our gentleman in the sound booth. All right, you can put those down. I think everybody has one. We'll just get the last of them out. All right. Okay, are you guys ready? Please put your hand like this and place your heart inside of it. Okay, everybody, crinkle that baby up as hard as you can. Just give it a good, good crinkle. Did you get a heart? Okay. All right, now stop. I think that's good. Now, open up your hand and look at that heart. It's all crinkled up, isn't it? Now, the challenge is for you to try to get the crinkle wrinkles out of it. See if you can smooth that out. Thank you, Joe. All right, is anyone able to get all the wrinkles out? We can make our heart. When we make it dirty, the only way to get your heart clean and straighten out like it was when you first got it is to go to who? Go to Jesus. And you ask Jesus to help you clean your hearts. And then you make a relationship with God and with Jesus. And all of that will help you clean your heart. If you lean on God, creating a space in our hearts and our mind, choosing to follow God and Jesus, does anybody know what this is called? salvation. Good job, Mike. Thank you. According to Webster's Dictionary, you guys can put your paper hearts down. We're done with those. See, I told you that activity wasn't that hard. I promised. All right. According to Webster's Dictionary, salvation is the preservation and deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. The second definition is about theology, deliverance from sin and its consequences, believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. The Christian gospel of salvation is for all mankind, it said. So I thought that was very good from the Webster's Dictionary. How do we get salvation? We receive salvation in Christ through repentance and faith. This means you're turning away from sin. So here's my bad side. I'm doing stuff I shouldn't. Maybe I thought something or said something I shouldn't to somebody. 
You have to turn away from that and turn yourself towards Jesus. And that is faith. Jesus will forgive your sins and set you on a path to life with him. We cannot earn this right. It is a free gift given by Jesus. All right. Now we're going to go to the next slide of what is communion. Thank you. Just like with any gift, it is always important to focus on how we have come to receive it. When we take communion, it is our way of reflecting on the importance of Jesus' gift to us. It is important to always remember, in the mind of a child or someone new to our church, they may not know what communion is. They've never experienced it. So, of course, in Children's Church, we have a fun video to help explain that to us. Have you ever wondered why every once in a while at church, people eat a small piece of bread and drink a tiny bit of juice? Is it just snack time, or is there more to it than that? Well, this has a lot of different names, but for today, we'll call it communion. And communion is something that the church has done for thousands of years. But what exactly is communion? Why do we do it? To answer that, we should look all the way back at the very first communion. Before Jesus went to the cross, he had one last meal with his disciples. While they were all there, Jesus took a cup and told his disciples to divide it among themselves. Then he broke up some bread into smaller pieces and gave a piece to each of his disciples. When Jesus had them all take and eat the bread, he said, this is my body. The bread represented his body that would be broken. When they all took the cup, Jesus told them, this is my blood. The cup represented his blood that was going to be poured out as a sacrifice for them on the cross. When they ate the bread and drank the cup, he told his disciples, do this in remembrance of me. This is why we take communion, to remember Jesus and what he did for us. The bread and the cup are physical symbols that Jesus gave us to remind ourselves of something much bigger that he did for us. So let's talk about the bread for a second. This isn't the first time that Jesus compared himself to bread. In John 6:48, he said, I am the bread of life. What he meant by that was, just like our physical bodies need food to stay alive, our spirits need food too. Otherwise, they'll starve. When we eat the bread, we should remember that just like physical food sustains our physical lives, Jesus sustains us spiritually. Without Jesus, our spiritual bread, we would starve. Also, just like the bread that he broke and handed to his disciples, his body was about to be broken. Because Jesus' body was broken, they could be made whole. The same is true for us. When we eat the bread, we should remember that Jesus' body was broken the day he went to the cross. Jesus was back before no imperfections. That may sound kind of weird, but that's how seriously God views sin. The Bible says that the cost of sin is death. So every time they sinned, they had to sacrifice another animal, and even still, they weren't changed on the inside. But all of those sacrifices with their emphasis on blood were a picture of the real sacrifice that would be coming and would change people from the inside. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus was that perfect sacrifice. When we drink the cup, we should remember that it is only because of Jesus' blood that we are able to be born again into God's family. Without Jesus' sacrifice, we would be doomed to be separated from God forever because of our sin. So the bread and the cup are just a physical way to remind us of the amazing thing that Jesus did for us. First and foremost, communion is a time to remember. Remember what Jesus did for you. Remember that only he can sustain you spiritually and that his body was broken so that you could be made whole. Also, remember that his blood was spilled to pay the price for your sins so that you could be a part of God's family. Communion is also a time to examine ourselves. 
Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 11:28 that we should examine ourselves before we take communion. Communion's a serious deal. We need to take it with the right attitude. This is a good time to ask yourself questions like, is there something that I need to ask forgiveness for? If so, now's the time to do that. Or maybe ask yourself, am I living a life that brings honor to the broken body and the blood that Jesus spilled for me? If not, take the time to ask forgiveness and commit to living a life that brings honor to Jesus before taking communion. Communion is a great time to examine ourselves. Lastly, communion is a time for community. A lot of times when we take communion, we use pre-prepared, already broken up pieces of bread rather than using one singular loaf of bread that we split up. So it's easy to forget the significance of the picture that we are all a part of one body, the body of Christ. Because Christ's body was broken, we can all be united in that one body, no matter who we are. Young or old, big or small, rich or poor, if we've made Jesus our Lord, we are bound together as one body. It's the broken body and the blood of Jesus that binds us together as a family. So communion is a time to remember what Jesus did for us. It's a time to examine ourselves on whether we're living a life that honors Jesus or not. And it's a time for community. Remember that no matter what background you come from, when we're a part of God's family, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you. Remember, remember because of Jesus, we can do a redo on life. It sounds simple, but take time to reflect on the cost of our sin. Jesus paid the cost with his life. He stepped in and paid the bill in full. Who's ever gone out to eat? All of us, right? Most of us. If somebody just walked up and paid your whole bill, especially if you have a large family, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? It's even bigger. It's huge. We could never afford to pay, for, pay this bill for ourselves. So let's try to think of it this way. There is a large valley that we could never reach or go across. We're over here, and God is over here. Jesus came, and he laid down his life, and he created that bridge so that we can have a relationship with God. Life here on earth is very short. We get to look forward to eternity. When we have Jesus in our heart, he changes us from the inside out. All right, at this time, we need to examine ourselves. In 1 Corinthians 11, Paul gives us, a per, gives us personal instructions for taking communion and tells a believer to examine himself. To take good look at us. Well, let's talk about the importance of the sacrifice of Jesus. That is, am I filling my mind, my heart, with good things? Am I treating others in a way that reflects the kindness and love of God? If not, we need to examine ourselves. Do we place faith in God to forgive us for our sins? Do we believe that Jesus' sacrifice, because of that, we can go to heaven? In my life, in my life, am I showing the fruit and evidence that I am following Jesus in my thoughts and actions? Well, you know what? We're in luck. Because communion gives us that opportunity to examine ourselves, giving us a time of reflection. Now, 
A lot of people right now are thinking, okay, I did this this morning or I did that. I need to ask for forgiveness from God, correct? If something is weighing on you, your heart heavily or have something happen to you in your life that causes you to hold on to ill or hold on to bad feelings towards others, asking God for forgiveness for what we have done, said, or even thought can align our hearts to be pure to take communion. Giving forgiveness is another thing. A lot of people think that when you forgive someone else, it only affects that other person. I can truly testify that giving forgiveness to others also releases your heart and gives you a peace that comes over you that only God could do. Holding on to something that causes you pain, causes an ache in your heart, and this time, you know, you just don't let it go. All right, guys, it's time for another activity. It's, you don't even need anything except your hand. So everybody put out your hand like this. We're going to pretend. Think of a situation or a person who has caused you great pain. Think of something small that has a sharp edge representing your pain. Place that in your hand. I'm going to pretend I have a sharp rock. Now hold on to that tightly. Holding on to it causes you pain, but there is no way I'm going to release it until Jesus comes whispering, just open your hand. Let it go. But when you do, open, everybody, open your hand and imagine that pain is getting released. Jesus will gently remove the painful item out of your hand. And when he removes it, he's also healing your hand. There is no more pain. There is no more scars, nothing. He takes it all away. Okay, thank you all. Good job. True forgiveness is for that person who is, who is or has been hurt, opening their heart and making room for Jesus to be with you. If you don't let things go, there's no room for Jesus in your heart. Okay. Now it's time to discuss how we are a community. In the Bible, it is described that the early church lived together, ate together, spent time together, worshiped God together, and helped others. We come together as a church family. That means if you've been here your whole life or if you walk through the doors for the first time today, you are part of our church family. Just as Jesus shared one bread that was broken up to represent his body being broken, you can also look at that bread as it is one whole, as we all are believers in Jesus, and that broken up is all of us. So we were one whole of Jesus, and we all are believers. As God's family, I'm going to ask you to do something a little different this Sunday. First, I want our church family to think about this. Nobody move yet. Start with your church family near you, because we'll have communion after. You can sit, you can stand, you can kneel, do whatever is comfortable for you. This might take a little bit to join into groups. If you're sitting with somebody, if you're just here with your husband or wife, that can be your group if that's what you're comfortable, or if you want to join other groups, you can. So if everybody could join in with our church family groups at this time, that would be great. Oh, does anybody need communion? Okay, 
All right. So. There we go. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> Looking good, everybody. Now that we are all in our groups, please listen to these instructions. I would like you to take time to examine your own heart and see if there's anything that needs to be released or let go of or forgiven. If you're comfortable sharing this, please do. If you don't feel like sharing it with anybody else, guess what? God knows what you need. Okay? And at this time, if you would please pray with the people that you are near, that would be amazing. All right, if everyone could be seated, if you're done praying. I hope you enjoyed the time of taking a moment to examine our hearts and share our love for Jesus together. Raise your hand if you still need a moment to pray. All right. Thank you, everyone, for trying something new and allowing God to work in our lives today. Please hold the elements until Robin gives us instructions. Thank you, Robin, for joining us again. Thank you, Miss Kathy. Thank you, Jackie, for sharing this morning. Everyone's got their heart. Aren't you glad that Jesus came to fix our broken hearts? And that's why we celebrate communion, to remember what Jesus has done in our life and the change that he has made. I'm going to read a scripture verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take the bread in your hand.
And let's pray before we partake together. Jesus, thank you that your body was broken for us. Thank you for the healing that you give not only to our physical body, but to our minds and to our spirits. God, thank you for the life that you have given to us through Jesus. And Jesus, we remember what you did as you died on the cross for us. You give us hope. And you restore us. God, I pray for that one this morning who feels so broken that you would just minister healing and life to their spirit. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake together of the bread. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Hold the cup in your hand and let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for life. Not just the physical life that we have, but for the spiritual life that you have given to us. Just like the wind blows and we can't see it, God, there's something inside of us that is different because of your spirit and your presence. Jesus, thank you that you are here today and that life is given to us through the, your blood as you shed it on the cross for our sins. God, we remember you and we give you thanks and praise for all that you have done and all that you are going to do in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's partake together. Can we just take a minute and just give the Lord thanks and praise in your own way for what that means in your life, your relationship with God? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on this Mission Sunday day, we have a very special day. Our own Nick is going to be leaving us when? Friday. He's getting on a plane. He's not taking a barrel full of his stuff. He's taking <laughs> suitcases. So, Nick, could you come on up here so that we could pray for you? He's going to be in Japan for at least three to what, four months or six months? Five months, right in between, Jack. There we go. <laughs> almost there. I almost hit it. All right. You want to? Do the pray. Yes, thank you. If everybody could reach out to our Mr. Nick. You want to stretch out a hand? Lord, I pray an anointing over Nick. God, thank you for what you are doing in his life. God, first of all, I just pray that you would give him continued confidence in what you have called him to do. God, may he not go to the left or to the right, but stay straight on course and trust that you are guiding his steps. Lord, we pray protection over him as he travels um, to Japan. Lord, I pray that you would just be with um, 
be with him as he travels and encourage him and remind him of the good things that you have in store for him. And then, Lord, when he gets there, God, I pray that he would hit the ground running, that he would just trust in you to know that you will guide his steps. And even though he may not know what to do quite at first, Lord, I just pray that your spirit would lead him and that people's life would be changed as he is obedient to you and you're calling on his life. I thank you for what you are doing in and through him, and we just place him in your hands. Let your will be done. We just pray your anointing all over him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to keep one thing in mind. I hope that today will help us all remember to look outside ourselves to serve the Lord through missions. This could be a moment with a stranger, a neighbor, even a family member in your house, or even stretching out like Nick is doing and going out to mission field. But I would like to thank you all for being here today, everyone online and everyone here. At this time, we're going to be cutting the live feed because the children will be leading us in worship, and we want to protect the identity of our children and keep everyone safe. So at this time, if you could cut the live feed, and thank you for joining us. <laughs>